Hi, I'm Amanda and welcome to Self. On this podcast, I share ideas, experiences and have conversations to explore the self. By developing our own self-awareness, we can better show up for ourselves and those around us and hopefully all live happier and healthier lives. Today's episode is about being the hero or the rescuer in other people's lives, how to recognize that within yourself and then what to do if you find yourself in this role to slowly step back and then allow people to help themselves instead. What exactly is a rescuer or someone who is trying to solve, save, fix other people and their problems or trying to be the hero? For me, this role looks like a person who typically overly involves themselves or overly is concerned about other people's lives, their problems, their decisions, more so than their own. And I don't think that this comes from a malicious place at all. You know, there are well-meaning intentions to help solve or to fix or to be a part of another person's life. You know, when someone comes to us and they're sharing their problems or sharing about a particular situation, if you're an empathetic person, you can put yourself in their place. You understand what it is that they're feeling And maybe you might even take on some of that emotional burden more than you'd like, right? And I've been in this position before where I have felt that need to then not only just listen and support, but then to be a part of the resolution, be a part of solving it for someone else. And again, this isn't because there's this intention or this um, perhaps belief that people can't solve things themselves. I think part of this behavior comes from some kind of conditioning, something that we've become accustomed to. I know that typically for women, we tend to be more nurturing. You know, we tend to see the needs of others and want to be able to provide and to help and to support. Uh, And that's not to say that men aren't that way too, or that men can't fit into the role of a rescuer, I think it just looks a little bit different. And my experience where I've been this person has come from feeling the burden of making a lot of decisions or feeling the burden of having to fix things when I was a child. So an example of this would be, you know, if my parents were in conflict and I would feel the need to rectify things around the house. So that might look like making sure that the house was clean making sure that my siblings were okay. There was just, I think, different behaviours that came out because I was just trying to fix and solve things so that there would be less problems for them and hopefully reduce conflict. Um, When my parents split up, I, you know, felt that I had to step up and step into somewhat a parenting role towards my younger sister and my younger cousin. And so, again, there was just this need to rescue, to save, to fix the situation. And I think for children, a lot of the time, you know, parents aren't necessarily intending for this to to have this kind of impact that carries on into adulthood. But if as a child you have felt the need to rescue, whether that's a parent, 
or a situation, whatever it is. And then as an empathetic person, you've grown up to be someone who is supportive of those around you. It's difficult to separate and to navigate your role um, when people are sharing, you know, their problems or their concerns, their issues with you. Um, Another aspect of being this rescuer is sometimes feeling a deeper connection with people. It's when we can be more involved. I think we build on that connection because there's this need, you know, someone else needing us a little bit more and us being able to fulfill that role for them. And then that ties into a sense of value, you know, self-esteem. I think for me, for a long time, I derived a lot of my value from being needed by others, from being able to satisfy and fulfill this role of fixing things for people. It was more than just being a good friend or a good partner and being supportive on the sidelines. It was being actively involved in trying to fix things to the extent that I was losing sleep or I would go out of my way to do things beyond my capacity or beyond what was really necessary, I think, in the space of healthy boundaries within relationships with other people. And the way that this impacted my life through navigating this role and through trying to be the rescuer and the hero is that I was subconsciously choosing partners who needed, who I felt needed rescuing or fixing or helping. So there's this subconscious attraction, I think, to people because we're trying to look for things to fix. And that for a long time wasn't obvious to me. You know, I think the way that I approached life for a long time was thinking, well, everyone's got stuff that they need to deal with and I'm just here helping. Uh, And our role as someone supporting and helping, much like a character in a film or a novel is that of a supporting role. And what I didn't realize I was doing was trying while trying to be the hero or be the rescuer is I was trying to take over as a main character in someone else's story rather than being that supporting character, rather than playing an actual supportive role that allows others to resolve things for themselves. You know, I think when we, if we become accustomed to taking on other people's problems as our own, that behavior is also reflected in the way that we expect others to take on our problems. So something that I've seen in some people around me and and in the most honestly, like non-judgmental way possible, you know, I think that it's, an opportunity to be able to observe and see people, not because it's just giving them, giving us insight or giving me insight into others, but also because it's a mirror for me to see things within myself. Sometimes it's harder for us to see stuff within ourselves than it is for us to see things in other people, right? So something that I've been seeing and I've been speaking about with friends is this idea of, um, make you know taking on other people's problems as our own so I I've seen in someone around me how they tend to see 
issues within another person and then going out of their way, like really going out of their way to fix it to the point where then they'll be a part of the solution and then complain about being a part of the solution. And I've seen this in different people through my life in different stages. And something I've been able to observe in that is obviously reflecting it back and thinking, well, hey, where have I been that person? You know, where have I looked at someone and gone, oh yeah, this is something that they're going through and I need to to fix it for them and then stepped in, tried to find a solution or created a solution and then complained that I've taken that burden on for myself. Um, and, you know, if, if you hear that and that sounds a bit familiar, again, I want to say that there's no judgment here. You know, I do believe that ultimately it comes from a place of wanting to help people but not knowing exactly what the boundaries of helping looks like. If you see someone who, for example, is living a really unhealthy lifestyle or something that you deem as unhealthy, right? Like maybe they're physically not moving at all. They're like physically unfit. They're not eating well. They're not taking care of themselves. There are multiple options there in how you can be a part of supporting that and what a rescuer or someone trying to be the hero would do is perhaps then go all right well I'm going to you know cook you a bunch of meals every single day um, so that you eat healthy and then I'm gonna force you to do this so that you know, you wake up and see how how unhealthy you are and then you'll change and be better. And again, like the action of cooking for someone is a wonderful thing. It's a, it's a wonderful gift to be able to give that to someone. But is that person wanting to and asking for help? Is that person recognizing the issue for themselves? And is your action enabling a certain, you know, behavior where they don't help themselves? Or is it actually ultimately going to help them? And, I, and I'm not saying that, you know, in, in these situations that there's a clear black and white, good or bad, you know, for me here, this is just expressing some ideas and some things that I've been thinking about and Um, allowing an opportunity for you to think within yourself or those around you if you recognize these roles coming up. Okay, so if you do recognize yourself as being a rescuer or you feel the need to fix things for people, I think ultimately the solution or the the path to navigate out of this role starts with self-awareness. I do believe that it comes in asking yourself some questions and being really honest with yourself about the answers. Some things for me is, some questions to ask is, first of all, who are you when you're not rescuing others? So really navigating what meaning you give to this role. What value you see within yourself outside of being someone who is constantly fixing, solving, rescuing others. The second thing, I don't know if you just heard that, but my stomach is grumbling so loud, I'm hungry. Um, The second question is 
to ask yourself, what happens if you don't step in to help? And I know that when I've asked myself this in the past, uh, that my answer has been, oh, well, then they're going to fail. You know, like everything's going to go wrong. They're not going to be able to fix themselves. They're not going to be able to resolve this for themselves. And the truth is I didn't give them the space or the time or the opportunity to even help them, help themselves, right? Like I didn't actually test this theory that it would all fail until I finally did, until I started to learn to step back and take on a supporting role rather than this rescuing role. And I, and I recognized actually that there was this belief in me, even though there were good intentions to help people that, that actually I was thinking that I'm the only person who could help them. And I don't think it was this super conscious belief at the forefront of my mind, but the way that I was acting and behaving was that. So I would challenge you with that question. If you recognize these things within yourself, what happens if you don't step in to help? And can you give this person or the people around you the opportunity to help themselves or to see things for themselves, even if it's not happening in the timeline that you would like it to happen in. The next thing is quite a tough question, actually, that I've asked myself many times through my life. And I think I constantly ask myself is, is this a way for you to avoid dealing with some stuff for yourself? You know, like I said, when I'm observing these things in other people, it's easier. I do believe it's easier for us to see other people's problems or to take on what's going on for other people than it is for us to deal with what's going on for ourselves, to navigate issues within ourselves, to navigate the stuff that comes up for us that we know, hey, this is work to do. And rather than dealing with that, we almost deflect and take this little detour and help others. And then we tell ourselves that, hey, you know, we're doing something really good by helping someone else. So it's like you get to feel good um, about fixing or solving things for other people while putting aside and almost just ignoring the fact that perhaps there's actually stuff that you're trying to avoid within yourself. And coming back to the statement I made earlier is, you know, when we become so accustomed to taking on other people's problems as our own, do we also then project our own problems onto other people unknowingly and expect them to fix it for us? Just something to think about. And so after asking these questions, what are some actions that you can actually take in order to step out of this role as a rescuer or a hero? The primary thing for me is to set clear boundaries for yourself and recognize when you're doing it. So you know, when, when I say that self-awareness is the ultimate key, a lot of that is just about observing and recognizing things within yourself. I think one of the greatest tools that we can have is awareness in a moment when we're doing things and 
and or like trimming down that time when you become aware of something. Because sometimes it's easier for us to see things, you know, way into the past, like looking back retrospectively and going, oh, yeah, I played that role a long time ago. But being able to see things in real time and go, hold on a second, this is me trying to rescue again. You know, as someone who loves to talk and listen to my friends and, you know, and I love my friends and I want to be a part of their lives and know what's going on for them. A big challenge for me was when hearing stuff from them, rather than jumping to immediately giving them advice and trying to fix things and put my two cents in and give them my input, something I have learn to do and I don't always get this right is just ask like hey do you just want me to hear you out right now or would you like advice and asking that question was a way for me to recognize within myself to stop myself from jumping in and trying to fix you know sometimes our people want advice from us and sometimes they don't they just want you to listen so setting clear boundaries within yourself so for me that is going okay when other people share stuff with me, checking in whether or not they want advice. And then also a clear boundary for me is not being the person to take action on behalf of someone else. So supporting someone and empowering them to help themselves is different to being the person to take action, give them all the solutions and be a part of the resolution. You know, you've heard that saying, give a man a fish versus teach a man to fish and he'll be able to feed himself or something like that. Anyway, I'm going to botch that. I have already botched it. But that idea is that we can give people opportunities I mean, I, I even saying that it's like it's not really giving, we're not really giving someone anything in that case. It's a, it's just stepping back so that people can take on opportunities for themselves to help themselves. And what I believe is that the best thing we can do for people is to empower them and allow them to help themselves and then learn to enjoy seeing them succeed independently of us. I think sometimes as someone who is used to playing the role of a rescuer or a hero, we almost take it personally a little bit when people succeed without us or when they resolve things and fix things themselves without us. You know, but coming back to your intention, which is ultimately, you know, coming from a place of love and caring for people, being able to separate that the value that we add into someone's life is not when we fix things for them. It's genuinely being there to support them, to listen and to help be there, but to help them help themselves. And In that way, I think you really get to play the role of a supporting character in someone else's story rather than trying to be the main character in their story. 
And then when we turn that back on ourselves, it means that for our own story, we get to focus on being the main character. We get to be the hero of our own story rather than allowing the pattern to continue and perhaps projecting our problems, our issues onto someone else and expecting someone else to be the hero in our story too. You know, this need to rescue or to be the hero doesn't come from a bad place. So if you're hearing this and you're like, oh, some of this hits a bit close to home, I want you to know that I do understand that I know it comes ultimately from a good place of wanting to help. But the best thing that we can do for ourselves and for others is to be accountable for ourselves. It's we are accountable for us, fixing and working through our stuff, being our own heroes and finding resolutions for ourselves, exploring what it means to fail and succeed within ourselves, but being the ones to help ourselves. That's a gift that we can give ourselves. And then being able to see others do the same. Ultimately, what that leads to is a greater level of awareness within ourselves. We learn more about who it is that we really are. We learn about the stuff that we need to work through. We learn how to work through those things ourselves. And I do believe that through that, through individual accountability, through individual responsibility to take on our own stuff, we do ultimately live healthier and happier lives. And then in that way, we get to coexist together in a way that we're not projecting our stuff onto the world and onto others. And they're not taking on other people's burdens of our own. And that for me is this great weight that's lifted because then we don't have to fix stuff for others anymore and we don't expect others to fix stuff for ourselves. And that's a wrap on today's episode. So I hope that, you know, you've learned something or gained a bit of insight. And again, I love hearing from you and hearing any feedback. So please share that. Please support the podcast by rating or reviewing it wherever you listen to it. You can follow the podcast again on any of these mediums, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever's out there. And you can also watch this on YouTube. I release episodes every Thursday. Oh, and you can, sorry, you can also follow me on Instagram at self double underscore podcast and at Amanda Latran. That's Amanda L-E-T-R-A-N. I release episodes every Thursday and I will see you next week. Bye.